Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> this is a new podcast. We're welcoming all listeners to it. It is about faith and unbelief. Faith and unbelief together they go. So we go and start. Okay. Off. <laughs> I think we safely okay. say no. Got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers And talking rap careers Reflecting on the years Connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew Doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the bruise, we got the beards, tasty and abuse for your ears to hear. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, Royal Ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the bruise, we got the beards, tasty and abuse for your ears to hear. Hey guys, this is Jamie. Welcome to this episode of Bruise Beards and Shipwrecks. Uh, this is going to kick off the brand new version of Brews, Beers, and Shipwrecks. I'm streamlining the format a little bit, and I'm going to be pulling in some content from other interviews that I've done on other people's podcasts and radio shows over the last couple of years, uh, as well as a whole bunch of new people I want to introduce you to on this podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're changing up the format a little bit. Let us know what you think, and hopefully you will like it and share it and uh, in other news, we have a new record. Uh, we've been a little quiet here on the podcast. Expect to see a lot more updates in the coming months. We have been making new music, making new friends, doing all kinds of crazy things. In other news, I'm also engaged uh, to my wonderful fiance, Alina. And man, just a lot of great stuff going on. A lot of heavy stuff, a lot of good stuff. It's a mix of all things because that is what life is. That's what life's like. So hope you'll tune in. This is a really exciting episode. Uh, really excited to bring these people to you. These are my friends Nicole and Basil, and they are awesome. Check them out. Yeah, boy. I'm your host Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, also known as Jamie Bennett, and I've got some special guests here. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Nicole Ruckus, and I am a podcaster, author, blogger with Ancient Faith, and elsewhere. And um, we're here at the Ancient Faith Conference for writers and podcasters. Got to meet up with Jamie and started telling him about the newest podcast I'm starting with my husband Basil, who's right here. <laughs> I'm Basil Lopez, Nicole's wife, uh, husband. And yeah, I'm new to the podcasting world. Um, this is the first time I'm getting involved. It's a very That's awesome. Uh, interesting, Welcome. nervous experience. Welcome and to podcast. Putting yourself out there. <laughs> And sharing things with the world, and it's uh, I have a few things I always wanted to share, and I guess yeah. I've kept them inside, and and I've found that sharing is not only beneficial for yourself but for others. So right. I just want to join the community and just start a conversation. So. Right, it's almost like a like a two way street with podcasting, isn't it? Like you're you're delivering content, but you get the feedback. Yeah. Now, what what's your experience been like that with that, Nicole? Yeah, I mean, I um, that's one of the things that I love about podcasting is it really is kind of a conversation. Even though on my podcast I don't do a lot of actual interviews, occasionally I will. Sure. 
but really it's kind of putting a voice out into the world, putting some ideas out into the world, and then those ideas take on their own life based on how they're received elsewhere in the conversations they start on social media or uh, you know, in comments on blog posts where I post the episodes. So, uh, and that's the kind of the intention. I don't think a podcast is supposed to be some kind of authoritative, sure, be all end all statement, sure, on things. It's putting myself out there, um, and yeah, just as Basil said, starting a conversation, yeah, and let and allowing that conversation to take its own shape based on what other people make of it. How long have you been podcasting? So I've only been podcasting since. Uh, 2015. Okay. So four years. But that, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've been doing it for two. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's kind of tough, right, to keep like the same momentum, but really you have to be is. very deliberate about it. It really you is. Have, have, have you felt like you've got a schedule? No. No. That's probably my weakness. I'm really a perfectionist. On my podcast, Time Eternal, I try to do a lot of different things. I involve a lot of different voices and sounds and... Um, mediums and and just different approaches that are out of the box but it also ironically takes a lot of time to produce sure and so starting this upcoming school year I'm trying to move um, back towards shorter episodes that I can put out more consistently and save my sort of heavy hitting creative license ideas for a more occasional basis when I have the time and energy to produce something in more of a longer form. Right. Uh, but no, I really struggle with consistency in large part because of my perfectionism. It's hard for me to just <laughs> put something provisional right. out there right. um, without it being this huge, endless production. But I, I was commenting to you, and I, I would like to come into our listeners, uh, the audio book, but the physical book would be fine too, yeah. uh, of your of your book, Time and Despondency. Wait, did I? Yeah, Time and Despondency. Okay, thank yeah. you. I was like starting to doubt that. So the that. book is called Time and Despondency, Regaining the present in faith and life, but it came out of the podcast Time Eternal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what uh, what I had commented to you uh, yesterday, I believe, was that uh, like the recording quality and all of that was top notch. The editing, I mean, it just everything was was seamless. And um, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks over the last year mm-hmm. or two, and um, I've been surprised at how many even major publishers have little mistakes in right. their audiobooks and. Uh, I was just really impressed with, with yeah. your podcast and thank you and so the much. Book. I think and I think Audible is kind of raising their standards of what they'll allow oh. on their um, like That's I know good. people who've had their recordings turned away. Oh really? So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad mine was accepted. A lot of that is ancient faith. They did all the editing sure. and mixing, but um, yeah. So any, for any writers out there who are indie or producing their own audiobooks, like Audible is really raising yeah. their standards, yeah. and it can be hard to to meet what they're right. looking for now. Now, now, Basil, can you tell me a little bit about your vision for your new podcast and what you guys are, are working on? Well, the vision, I guess, started as a personal journey that uh, I eventually wanted to uh, share, I guess, with other people and get their input. It's, um, I guess, even me and Nicole always wanted to start a podcast together. Sure. I really enjoyed hearing her content and seeing her work and would try to help as much as I could and we always said well let's do something together yeah. we never really found a topic that clicked and um, we stumbled across this particular idea which is something I was struggling with 
and sharing with her, and we said, well, why don't we make it into a podcast? Right. We're talking about it. Let's just put it on there and have other people share it with us. And, uh, and, then, and the name is Help My Unbelief. Yes, Help My Oh, yeah. We did. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Yeah. Help My Unbelief. That's so good. Help My Unbelief, yeah. And because well, struggling with doubt myself. And, yeah. And, uh, well, as, as far as the podcast, I, it was difficult to envision doing the podcast because of fear of public speaking and all that. It's kind sure. of a safe right. medium, so it's a good way to, I guess, start. Yeah. But sometimes, even though it's you're behind a screen, you still have those uh, tensions. Oh, my gosh, yeah. People are listening to me. Am I willing to share? <laughs> so you have to push through that. And um, so we want to... So you talk to other people yeah. about their right. struggles, and you say, you know what? I, I didn't believe you had those same kind of struggles. You're so... Right, right. Kind of, uh, you're like a doctor, or you're like professional you have your yeah. PhD you have those same doubts and struggles and maybe even see a counselor or, right and you, right you see a counselor what? okay yeah that's uh, interesting it's it, it, it's disarming right like when when you hear especially if it's someone like you've put in your mind you've put them on a pedestal yeah and yeah. you find out that they have struggles you can relate to like what is this? Like Fa- Father Stephen uh, in Freeman, in his yeah. Freeman, Father Stephen Freeman, yeah, he talked about having anxiety attacks. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what that tells us is that things like doubt and struggle are not uh, something we have to move beyond or conquer in order to have an authentic Christian life. It's really about learning to live with hope and creativity and meaning sort of in the paradox between faith and doubt and that's really the underlying thesis or uh premise of our of our podcast it's not about help my unbelief so that i never doubt again and i'm and i have can believe with 100 percent certainty all the time and and all of that it's 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 helped me um you know i believe help my unbelief help me live for you with my unbelief and yeah. and really surrender myself to you in the midst of doubt. Right, right. I heard a comment from somebody, and a lot of people actually, but this one st- stood out for me. Uh, she went, um, we sometimes, in this sphere, podcast sphere, we wave the banner of how much we believe and how much our faith, and yeah. we put it out there, and yay, we're Orthodox, or yay, we believe, and then we just try to hide the parts yeah. The weak parts, right? And uh, she goes, you know what? It's time to let that out too, and share that right. as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, taking the first step—I don't know if it's the first step, but right. And one of the things we talk about in our first episode is there are different forms of unbelief. There's and there's different forms of belief. Yeah. There's yeah. sort of prideful belief and there's humble belief, but there's also prideful unbelief and humble unbelief. Okay. And, you know. Prideful belief can be, can take the form where it doesn't, you don't actually want to believe. Um, sure. you're, you, have, you have developed a worldview or a way of being in the world that you will stick to no matter what evidence or experiences you're presented with. Because right. you, that is your world, you've created it, and you would rather cling to your own version of reality than anyone else's or to God sure. or anything. So that's maybe prideful unbelief. Right. But there's also um, humble unbelief, where you can see unbelief and doubt as 
maybe a, a cross that you bear just as anyone else has their own crosses and yeah. you can learn to see unbelief almost as a a sign of your own weakness and brokenness before God. Admission. Right. Yeah. Admitting the truth. And so then right. that becomes a vehicle of turning to Christ and right. needing Christ and clinging to Him. What, what, is, what does that look like for someone struggling with unbelief? What does it look like to cling to Christ and, 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 and to say to God, you know, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief? That is, for me at least, not only a, a temporary struggle, it's, I've, I've thought about it a lot, and sometimes we think of doubt and unbelief as little momentary struggles in our faith, in our journey, right. like little peaks that, that hopefully we deal with and then we can go on. Yeah. But I've come to realize that doubt and unbelief are part of the journey, and I'm not sure how to describe it exactly, but it always goes hand in hand with faith. It's a lifelong, it's part of the journey. It's not sure. just little momentary things. Oh, I had a lapse in faith mm-hmm. that yeah. time. It's you're always, because I don't think anyone can say, I believe 100%. Recently, right. I had a discussion right. with somebody in, on this topic, and I go, he goes, he asked me something along the lines, do you believe in God? And I go, well, if you say, I believe in God is 100%, I don't believe in God, and God is like 0%, black and white, these black then and white I terms. would be wavering between 50 and 99%. Depending on the day, <laughs> right. I'm somewhere in there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I strive to close, get closer to 99. And and this is another thing. What I truly believe, I've come to believe, is we're never going to reach that 100. percent Eternity is. And thank God. 99. Honestly, thank God. 99.9, 99.99. Right. It's always never going to reach 100 because God is infinite. We will never yeah. know right. Him in His right. essence. Right. So. Um, that maybe for some reason like what I thought I would know him fully right but there, there is some way that you do know him fully but you always get to know him even more yeah, yeah. and you think you've got that and you get to know him even more so it's but, almost like you're, like the life of faith is continuously shedding these exoskeletons of our pictures of God you know, when I was five, I had a certain picture or understanding of who God was. And, you yeah. know, every moment that goes past, every year that goes past in my life, my perception changes, my life changes. I grow, hopefully I'm growing deeper in that relationship with God. But you're always realizing that your your pictures of God are always too small because God is infinite, like Basil is saying. Right. And so you get to these, you know, these moments of doubt um, and they can come because of chronic illness. They can come because of emotional struggle. They can come because of unemployment. Like all of right. these different yep. real life struggles that sort of prompt this. Wait, this isn't how life is supposed to work. Sure. And God is supposed isn't God supposed to intervene? Or all these pictures we set up, and what appears on the surface to be a moment of doubt or crisis or even like unbelief or turning away, is really this point in the exoskeleton where your exoskeleton is opening and you're shedding that old exoskeleton and mm. we're in that soft vulnerable place for a while until we learn to see God through this new circumstance right. you know? but even right. that then new vision of how we interact with God and how God is will eventually have to be shed and right. to me doubt is this constant it's like holding space for the ability to shed to not get too attached to yeah. our own yeah. sort of 
limited pictures and experiences of God. Which can become an idol. Yes, yeah. Sure. I would really like yeah. to plug Metropolitan Anthony Bloom's yeah, lecture friend. on this topic. I think it has something to do with doubt, faith, I can't, if you Google those words, sure. please listen to that. He has some it's lectures on that and they've inspiring. been, they've been record, um, recorded in writing in his book of essential writings. Okay. Metropolitan Anthony of Sorosh, S-O-U-R-O-U-Z-H. I'll put that in the show notes yeah. for the listeners, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Now, one, one of the things that I, when I've personally struggled with faith and doubt and uh this past year has been was a very intense struggle for me um and and was very um difficult for me to understand how to make sense of it particularly when i'm sort of a lay leader in my church i teach the catechism class i teach sunday school i started worrying like am i am i a fraud here like what what do you do with that what do you what do you do with like somebody who's who's telling people about God and then still sitting there going but I have questions too so I think that that's kind of a conversation we need to have as a church that that we are all frauds in a way yeah. you know and to put priests and catechists and bishops even on this pedestal of like they're not allowed to have doubts and they're not allowed to have real struggles I mean this is why you see that priests and people in pastoral positions struggle more than the average with mental health oh, yeah, um, issues right. is because they feel they're not able to be themselves or share yeah. their struggles. So what were uh, you going to say? You reminded me of a link to us to study if we can find a way to yeah. send it to, to Jamie. Talks about yeah. But I wanted to say, first of all, the only pro- true Orthodox Christian was Christ. Everyone else mm. is imitating him. So right. Just keep that, first of all, in mind. And... Personally, I, I guess, been on this journey for a while, went to seminary at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just reflecting on uh, how I began that journey. And uh, I kind of began that journey from a place of unresolved shame. Mm. And I've been thinking a lot about that, uh, listening to Father Stephen talk about yeah. shame. And, uh, so, like, seminary he, as a way to try and cover your shame. I'm not sure because it's it's been such a long journey. I went to seminary 2002, so it's, I'm still trying to figure it out. But sure. Father Stephen Freeman said something. Do you remember the quote? Shame, uh, humility is um, is not how we um, deal with our excellence. It's how we hu- humility is demonstrated not in how we face our excellence. Oh, or yeah, in yeah. How, but it, how, but rather in how we deal with fa- our shame. Face our shame, yeah. Right. You have to find that quote. And his point yeah. was like, if someone compliments you and you're like, oh, like humbly, oh, thank you so much. Well, that's easy. Sure. Easy when someone's complimenting you and you can feel the satisfaction of you actually did a good job and you know you're good at what you do. Yeah. But it's when in those moments when like you feel completely inadequate as a human being. Yeah. That's where yeah. you and how, how do you where do you go from there? That's where you begin to practice humility. Right. Because I've been also a catechist and have felt those strong moments where I'm a fraud. I am... Imposter. What am right. I doing? That? Am I leading right. people to hell, maybe? Like, that... that right. the, the feelings are that intense. And I'm not sure how to explain it. So maybe it's sometimes I've set myself... I set a high image of myself. Too sure. high. Sure. And then I realize at some point 
you know, I set the bar too high and like... No one else is actually expecting Yeah, not only they're not expecting it, but there could be some element of pride in there too. Yeah. Because like, okay, who did I think I was to begin with, right? Right. And right. I'm, I'm starting to realize it. So it's kind of like, it started off with pride and now you're realizing it and you're feeling the shame, but it's also a good reminder that, hey, yeah. You know, maybe you have to kind of backtrack a little bit, just calm down and realize where maybe what are, what's happening in here. Yeah. And just take a break and realize that, you know, sharing the, the, what you just shared and other people share the same thing and you realize, you know, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, follow, have a spiritual father, as you say, and just have right. a community and things will resolve. What have been the... Um what have been the, I don't want to say answers, um, but like what have you come to in that kind of struggle? Who? Do you yeah. like how I just turned the table? <laughs> <Just pause. laughs> oh no! That's <laughs> what so you got for uh, interviewing a podcaster. <laughs> right! I was already nervous up front about this because you are a pro. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think for me in the, in the wrestling, it's been um, finding God in the unexpected places. And, um, so like I, I wrote a song um, for for my new record um, called I Sent You These and it really captures um, sort of my process in basically the long and the short of the song is I am paying tribute to lots of people who I've seen struggle in the world and how they've been faithful and pressed on even when everything was pushing back against them. To all the people struggling to make ends meet Sacrificing for your kids to keep the family on its feet To my brothers raising kids when your lady left the fam The lady standing strong when your man broke up the plane To my boy grown spouse with his baby mama Son and water and some love sparing all of the drama This is for my friends who really screwed it up But I'm trying to make amends and get out of the rut Cause life ain't so simple, we ain't always get it right Sometimes there's a window if we looking for the light To my friends on the street just trying to survive if concrete makes a bed, then your prayers are probably sighs. If I make my bed in hell, how will God find me there? If your life is a jostle, is there help for your prayer? I send these. I send you these. Once you know that I care, so I'm sending this out. Quit your desert to your life in the season of your drought. We got the faith and we got the hope. We got the love and the beats of dope. Once you know that I care, so I'm sending this out. Quit your desert to your life in the season of your drought. We got the to all the people struggling to chart life's course sacrifice without despair and giving praise unto the source to the mom and dads who kept it all together for the kids through the weather storms and tethered forms and baby hissy fits to my brother married young and been faithful all these years to the bride of his youth and the fruit of their prayers to the faithful sons and daughters who may never have married but the life and times and burdens they so tirelessly carried this is for my friends who will raise my grandma grants for every big sister who was actually an aunt cause life is kind of scary keep an eye out for the Sometimes you find an angel on skid row by the shelf To my friends spreading love to the shut-ins down the block If concrete makes a path, then love could make you knock If I make my bed in hell, will I see the sun rise? As God to show his face, it seemed that he replied Open, open up your eyes And by the end of the song, I'm exhausted and saying uh, I basically ask God to show his face mm -hmm. And he responds to open up your eyes. So that everybody that I just talked about, I saw his face. I saw icons of of Christ in all of these people. And 
so I, I guess I don't know that that's really the answer, right? Like I don't. That's why I don't like the word answer, but I can't think of how else. To, <laughs> what? Well, how have you yeah. made what? How have you made meaning? Like, what has been the meaning yeah. that's emerged? From we, we're all kind of in the same boat here. Even, mm. you know, whether Christian or non-Christian, religious, yes. non-religious, we're all facing some of the same struggles and difficulties in life and just trying to make sense of things. And uh, here in this, in this Christian world, we're saying we see something very special in the person and work of of this historical figure, but something that's greater than a historical figure, right. something that breaks through and transcends that. The story we tell is almost too absurd to be made up, right? And the the testimony of the apostles and their faith to seal their testimony in blood, like these are the, the deposits, these are the heroes of faith that we have. And so for me, I, I find a, a lot of strength in looking at those things. Uh, because I don't always have the faith. I don't always feel like I could be that guy to stand strong to the end. But I know people who have, and I know people who grasp that. And I find strength in that, too. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess my answer is I find strength in the faith and even the struggles of yeah. other people. Yeah. There's also, you know, the verse, too, that my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. Which... You know, it's kind of cliche, but it's also very true. I, I don't think it's about uh, it's not it's not about like being the strong victor. It's about owning your weakness and allowing Christ to shape it. Yeah. Allowing Christ to be present within your weakness, whatever that looks like, and however that allows you to to comfort others or yeah. you know whatever can come of that. I had two thoughts from what you said, Jane. Sure. It was beautiful. Uh, one is I had a similar thought to what you said. How can you see Christ until you see Christ in the other yeah. and others around yeah. you? Because we are all living icons of Christ, and sometimes we don't take that the time to find the Christ in others. Right. And until we kind of see Christ in them, uh, we won't see Christ. Right? right. And the other thing that came to mind also is how many saints that we revere are on their deathbed and their disciples come and say, give us a final word, Father. Right. And they respond, me? I don't even think I have begun right. to repent. Right. Right. <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. And they go, all right, okay. No, I've, I've, so, I agree. I find a lot of, a lot of strength in, in that. And there, it's, it's a weird paradox of strength and weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it reminds me a bit of how I envisioned graduate school. I did my master's and PhD, and um, I, I guess as a Christian, I went into graduate school thinking, feeling a little bit inadequate, if I'm honest, sure. and feeling like, you know, intellectually there were certain gaps in my knowledge uh, and, and gaps in who I was as a person and right. I expected that once I have a PhD uh, I, I'll be the authority I'll be able to I won't ever have that feeling of like not knowing stuff yeah. or, I mean and, and I, I don't know that I would have said that to myself rationally but I just I looked at people who came out on the other side and they just seemed so brilliant and able to sure. handle whatever comes their way but you go to graduate school and really 
especially when you do your PhD, you learn a lot about a very small field. Right. You, you, you become an expert in a very, very limited area. But more than anything, what you learn and, and begin to grasp is like the immensity of human knowledge. And it's very humbling. I mean, if you're, if you're a sane person and not a narcissist and you go through graduate school, you come out on the other end just completely, sometimes overwhelmed. Sure. Because you just realize more than you ever have before that you haven't even, you've just spent 10 years of your life and you haven't even scratched the surface. Right. And I, and I feel, and so like, you have to sort of learn to become comfortable in that. Yeah. And, and then learn to figure out, okay, here's what I know, here's what I don't know, and that's okay. Um, right. And it makes you hopefully a little bit more humble. But I feel like faith is sort of the same way. I, we have this idea in our mind, okay, once, I, once I'm Orthodox for this many years, or <laughs> right. once, I, right. once I, you know, this year, this Lent is going to be, I'm really going to learn what I'm supposed to yeah. learn. I'm sorry, did you find your coffee table? No. Is it red? Yes. There's one that has a black top and a yeah, red thing, yeah. and there's a little black circle <laughs> next to it out. On the okay. Yay. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, faith is sort of the same way. I don't think we ever right. arrive. Right. And if anything, the further in we get, the bigger God seems. Yeah. Uh, the bigger the chasm seems between us and God on the one hand, and yet the closer he seems. Right. Right. Can I mention also something? Yeah, uh, please. I was thinking something to bring up the, the category of saint that uh, doesn't have a category but maybe encompasses all categories, the fool for Christ. Yeah. And I've always looked at that uh, story and that was always my favorite stories. And, and, you know, I've always thought of, you know, that's a category that I would like to fit into one day. I'd like to be a fool <laughs> for Christ because I'm naturally clumsy and uh, silly and like... I, I could fit into that, and then it's so free, right? Sure. And then you you live that life a little bit, and you kind of be a little foolish, and then people start making jokes, and you accept it. And then the second joke starts to hurt, and then the third joke, I don't want to be a fool for Christ anymore. And then you realize, you know, there's a real struggle in that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I love it's it. I also it. I don't know that fools for Christ set out to be fools for Christ. I don't know how it, it, it just kind of happens. <laughs> it's something to really what do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> full for Christ <laughs> well is there anything else you guys uh, would like to share on this topic one thing I would just summarize I suppose is let's uh, I heard something it, we should open the conversation not be, not be embarrassed about our faith I think sometimes we're a little embarrassed and it's become a taboo to talk about Christ in public. Let's just fight through that. Maybe that's our way to be a fool for Christ. Just not be silly or do the sure. foolish thing. Just, just be. That's maybe that's enough. Just talk openly and not be embarrassed. Do your yeah. cross in public. Be be able to just say the word Christ and not be embarrassed. Let's start yeah. with that, and let's bring it back into the public. And sure. I think on the other side, you know, maybe my closing word would be to also not be embarrassed about about the unbelief, you know, so you're, you're yeah. talking about faith and mm -hmm. here's also the unbelief piece, uh, which is, yeah, there, there's something to be said for living bravely and courageously in faith, but there's also something to be said for the kind of other side of the coin, which is that we don't have to do those things and 
force ourselves or see ourselves as completely put together. We're all mm. becoming. Right. And that's the whole point. Um, right. And we can't, I don't think we can arbitrarily cut the, du- the doubt out of the conversation. It has to be integrated. Uh, yeah. And we're not like putting doubt as in, we should all doubt. And if you don't feel doubts, you should feel more doubts. Right, right. Yeah. We're saying the, the sort of natural counterpoint of being a human is struggle and doubt. And that's a part of faith. It's not separate from faith. Yeah. Embrace the yeah. entire experience. Yeah, the yeah. full spectrum. I love that. Thank you guys for, for being on. Um, you guys uh, want to plug any social media, yeah, any so links, the, anything? The podcast is called Help My Unbelief. It's uh, through Ancient Faith Radio. We also have a Facebook page yes. where you can uh, contact us. And I'm Nicole Rokas. And I'm Basil Rokas. You can just pretty much find us wherever yeah. you are. We'll be there. You can plug in Time Eternal. They yeah, if yeah, you're interested in yeah, the intersection between time and faith, my other podcast is Time Eternal. Uh, my book is Time and Despondency, which also ties in a bit yeah. with what we're saying. Um, so, yeah. Very good. Thank, thank you, guys. And uh, for the listeners uh, who aren't aware, ancientfaith.com uh, is a great great resource to go to there's there's blogs there's podcasts all that stuff uh of course you can find these podcasts everywhere that podcasts are found if you're listening yes. to this you're probably listening to it on a platform you can find ancient faith podcast and we'll put a link in the in the show notes to all this stuff yeah absolutely god bless you jamie for yeah th- thank you guys for i was hoping you were going to give him a few pointers for rapping <laughs> <laughs> no i i another time <laughs> i yeah. faith and unbelief they go together <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I do appreciate your your attempts at rapping, and I'm, I can't wait to hear more. Did you did, uh, did you play the trailer? For him? Have you ever doubted? Does the ideal of faith fail to match up to the reality of your life? Do you ever feel like you're leading a double life, split between the faithful pilgrim in the pews who believes all of God's promises and the burned out, faithless failure who secretly wonders if God is even there? If your answer is yes, then you've come to the right place. I'm Nicole Rokas. You might recognize my voice from my other ancient faith podcast, Time Eternal. Joining me is my husband. I'm Basil Rokas. Among other things, I've studied psychology and theology. And I'm also an, uh, let's say, existential struggler, just like everyone else. On Help My Unbelief, we believe that faith isn't actually about believing, but rather learning to live with hope in the dynamic creative paradox between belief and unbelief and that space in the middle that chasm between belief and unbelief can be messy scary dark sometimes it's filled with intellectual doubts other times by emotional struggles mental illness or disillusionment we're not experts on any of this stuff but we know what it's like to be there and we know how important it is to be there to wrestle to ask the questions, to know others who aren't afraid to ask the questions. Yeah, boy! Please, we, we appreciate those who've given uh, five-star ratings. Uh, we could use a few more. We are changing the format here a little bit. If you like what you're hearing with the new format, uh, please reach out to me. Hit me up on social media. Uh, you can hit me at, at Royal Ruckus or at Royal Ruckus Official, depending on the platform. 
Um, and then check out my new record, Unexpected Joy. Uh, that should be streaming everywhere, and it wrestles with pretty much everything we just talked about, but in lyrical form. So, uh, Now, one last thing I didn't forewarn you guys. I don't even know if you guys are rap fans, but uh, what what's your favorite rap song? Um, I, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a... Um, I, don't, I don't know what category... <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a rabbit hole. Oh, you just pretend to be a rabbit. <laughs> no, I have some. I just don't remember the title of it. My memory is great. Um, yeah, I have to go all the way back to the 80s. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I'm, I'm not you such a... say first. Uh, I'm, think of <laughs> so you can copy my answer. <laughs> um, I'm not such a huge rap fan, but when I was living in Germany, uh, I really started to appreciate some of the rap that they have in Germany because nice. I, I started to appreciate like the rhythm of the language. It, sure. it sort of helped me kind of um, like not learn German more, but it just I paid attention to it more in German because it was sure. I was learning German. And stuff. So I think I I like the artist uh, Xavier Naidu, okay, who's a German rapper. Um, I think like sort of vaguely Christian, but I don't know that you would know that by sure. listening to him. And I also, you know, like growing up, my, this is probably so cliche, but I really liked uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's old school, but I'm really not a rap person, so it's sure, more like sure. just has nostalgic memories. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's a lot of fun. I I I listen. I used Your to. Your fans are probably like. There, there's only <laughs> no that that actually it, that's very common for my guests to not necessarily have an answer. So that's actually part of the fun for me. Um, and, and like you know, we've had everything from MC Hammer's "Pray." On here to what I, to songs I would actually consider possibly the best rap song of all time, kind of thing. Which is what? Uh, well, for me, it's always been "They Reminisce Over You" by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. See that I have never even heard the I mean, it's, it's just the it's just the perfect rap song. Yeah. Like, there's no better song out there. But there are other other very good songs. But on, on the German front, uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. There, there is only one German rap group that I've ever listened to. It's called Fetus Brat. But I don't even know if they're still around. I used to do... German rap is a little different than yeah. English rap. It's a different feel and different issues that tend to come up. But um... Well, I didn't understand a word, but I liked the rhythm yeah. and the beats. Yeah, so... and, the, and the rhythm is different. <laughs> like The things that they go for yeah. is just a little That's different. That's pretty cool. Snoop Dogg, that's a good, that's a rapper, right? Yeah. He has a song about, I'm trying to remember it. But he's, back, he's, back to the holy fool topic. He's got a Christian record out too. Is he? Yeah, really? he recently came out with one. Yeah, like a gospel record. I think he's known uh, for like little edgy stuff, but. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Come on. 
Well, thank you guys for being thank on. <laughs> Put your hands together.